To God be the glory. What's up, people of God? It's your girl, Patsy Beth, with the BU Today Show. Listen, y'all, I'm super excited on today to stir you, to lift you, to bring revelation to who God really called you to be, because it's time for you to be you today, not tomorrow, but today, because if you yourself yesterday, you already late. If you try to be somebody tomorrow, you ahead of God, but today I need you to be you, and so on today, we have a phenomenal woman of God with us on today on this BU Preacher Female Edition. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself on today. Come introduce yourself, woman of God. Hey, what's up? How are you? First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Yvette. I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be here. My name is Valerie Moore, better known as Dr. Valerie Moore, or on social media as Valerie Moore Enterprise. I'm just a little country girl from a little town called Maitland, West Virginia. Don't look for it on the map. You're not going to find it. Um, I was born to be a coal miner's daughter. My father was a coal miner. My mother was in the medical field and still is. Uh, and I'm a PK, the youngest of two older brothers. Uh, and I'm the baby, daddy's girl. And uh, that's that's me. That's what I am. That's who I am. Awesome. 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 We are so excited to have you. Listen, people of God, we're about to dive into this conversation that is a hot topic for real about being a female preacher how many female preachers out there listen y'all look turn your radio up all right because i listen text your sis text your preacher friends and tell them listen we about to get some nuggets dropped from heaven on today but y'all know we can't start the show without the word of god so here we go y'all second timothy four and two preach the word be instant in season out of season Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all y'all, not some, but all long suffering and doctrine. Glory to God. So who are you today, people of God? You are a female preacher. Don't you turn back. Don't get confused. Don't get frustrated because you about to get encouraged to God be the glory. So Dr. Valerie, talk to us, woman of God. How long have you been preaching? Man, um, that's, <laughs> I started preaching when I was 19. I started when I was 19. I started practicing though when I was two. I've been prophesying since I was two years old. Uh, so, you know, I, I say it all the time. I'm not a preacher that can prophesy. I'm a prophet that has been graced to preach. And so I've been prophesying since I was two years old, been seeing since I was two. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, I, you know, I, I grabbed the microphone for the first time and gave the word of God uh, and preached a message, my first message called Your Victory is Behind the Door at the age of 19. I'm 42. I am 42 years old. I was born July the 10th, 1979. So I am 42 years old. So I've been preaching a little while. I've been doing this thing for a while. Wow. That is just so dope to me. That is just so dope to me. Listen. So since you got this tenure, you, you've been preaching for a while now. You have seen a lot of stuff. I know you've seen a lot of stuff. You didn't seen some stuff that won't God. You didn't seen God show up. You didn't seen the glory. You didn't seen some counterfeit and you've seen the call of God. So I want you to share with the people of God, what are some things that you stand on when the enemy comes against you and your assignment? Well, first, let me say this because I'm a very transparent preacher. 
Um, and I believe that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so how dare I come on this radio station, you've been a woman of integrity, me being a woman of integrity and say, I've seen a lot, but I've done a lot um, as a preacher. And it's things I'm not proud of, but it's a part of my making. Um, I was an alcoholic and a preacher. I was uh, addicted to prescription medications and a preacher, suicidal and a preacher, anger, very much built up anger and a preacher. So I've not only seen a lot, but I've done a lot. Um, and just because I haven't drank in 10 years does not mean I don't still know what it tastes like. And doesn't mean that my body still doesn't crave it. So what do I do? Uh, first of all, you got to have the Holy Ghost and therapy. <laughs> I, I, I consistently stay in therapy. And I think that's something church people stay away from. We run from that. We, we, we think that that's a demonic word and it's not. Uh, you, need, you need Jesus and a therapist. You, you do. You need Jesus and a therapist. And, and so I consistently stay in therapy. Uh, number two, I stay accountable to my leaders. Very accountable. They can tell me what to do. I'm 42. My pastor's 45 and my first lady is 43, but they, I submit to them. They are my spiritual mother and father. If they say no, it's no. I don't ask questions. And then I have a mentor. Uh, and my mentor, they're all in my business. I keep them in my business. But if there is a scripture, if, if you want to know biblically what I run to, because sometimes we have to understand that those people are not available. They can't answer the phone. So you got to have that word down in you to be able to give answer to, to those cries. I don't have a scripture per se, but I have a story. And that would probably have to be Genesis uh, chapter 22. Uh, Abraham has died and Isaac has to go be, dig wells. And God tells him to go dig wells right after he buries his father. And he begins to dig the wells and finds out that the wells have been filled with dirt. His daddy's wells have been filled with dirt. And God says, I want you to stay here uh, where there is a famine. And he had to send all his help away. So here he is. Daddy has died. His wells are filled with dirt. His inheritance is filled with dirt. And now God is telling him to stay in a famine. And then God tells him to sow a seed in the grounds of a famine and to sow a seed where his enemies are located wow. and do it all by yourself. And sometimes, and Abraham was also uh, the promised child. He was the child of promise. And he was also one that his father, I'm sorry, Isaac, his father, Abraham, was told to offer your son up to, as a sacrifice. So all his life, it was like a fight. It was, it was like a fight. And when we get here, my daddy has died. I'm going to collect the inheritance. And I go to collect the inheritance. It's filled with dirt. And instead of you letting me leave and go build somewhere else, you, you tell me to stay in the land where nothing is producing and people want to kill me. And my thought behind that is if Abraham can stay in that and obey God. And the Bible says, and he dug in that place and reaped a hundredfold. Uh, and I, I actually preached that message. And the type topic was when your yes hurts. And sometimes God'll God'll make you give him a yes that is very painful. And I believe we're in a season now where people are giving God yeses out of desperation and not revelation. They're giving God a yes to get out of what they're in. But you have to give God a yes out of revelation so that he can reveal to you who he is in that season for you. 
because God does not speak to you where you are. He speaks to you from where he is. Where is he? He's sitting in my future. So he talks to you in your present to get you to come to your future. And as long as we live in this thing called now and we dwell in the pain of now, we'll never get out of it. We'll never get to our next morning and now. That is so good. And so when you said that, I'm just sitting here thinking, Dr. Val, like, wow, it's really important to have a strategy yeah. to, to be able to stand on against the enemy. Because if you don't have a strategy, you could really be ate up. And I tell people this all the time. Now, when we was kids and one of us fought, everybody fought. And so when the devil comes, he comes to jump you. And if you don't have multiple strategies, it can be detrimental to your spirit woman and be really towed up in pieces if we don't have a strategy or a plan. So one of the things I love that you said, you said that, you know, you have a mentor and counseling. You are submitted. One of the things that I, I, I was sitting here thinking like, wow, one thing that I really love that you said is that you submit to your leaders. And it was funny that you uh, recounted their age because I'm 47. My bishop is 46. But if he say don't go, I don't go. And the age and the natural ain't got nothing to do with it. He's still my spiritual leader. And so I love that about you. That is so awesome because a lot of times we get caught up in, well, can't nobody tell me what to do? I'm grown. I put my pants. No, submission is where your power comes from. As a matter of fact, submission is a superpower. And a lot of people really don't understand that because there's some things that you could walk into that you don't even know. I've had my pastor tell me, no, nah, Yvette, that ain't, that ain't your assignment. And I'm like, okay. And then I, you know, I might go back and tell the person and, and literally I, I'm transparent. My, my spiritual father said, that's not my assignment. This is not my season, but I'm praying for your conference or I'm praying for your move or whatever the case may be. And I, 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 I am so excited that you feel that way because it's so important to have that leading. And then you mentioned the mentor part. I love mentor mentors because when I think about like Elijah and Elisha, Elijah mentored Elisha. And then you got Moses who mentored Joshua. And then you got, you got Naomi who, who mentored Ruth. And then you got Jesus who mentored the disciples. So mentoring has been from Genesis to Revelation and we need it because I don't care if we read Genesis to Revelations, we ain't going to get it all. And that's one of the things that we have to have that constant that constant maturing, that constant grooming, that constant um, pouring into so that we can stay on track. That, that's dope. I love that. I absolutely love that. Love that. So here's my next question. Because um, I know we're going to run out of time. We're going to have to come back next week. But here's the thing. I know you said you have been preaching for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me one of the most humbling experiences that you have had as a preacher. Oh, wow. Um, I was preaching in, a, in, in, a, in, the, in this church and um, I was prophesying and the, the prophetic hit me. And people are going to think this was humbling. Yes, it, very humbling. Um, and I saw the a vision, but I was so excited. Now, mind you, I didn't have a mentor at this time either. I was, but I was so excited that I started speaking before I let the vision finish, before I let the vision finish. And I said, I see 
I see this person, I'm hearing this name, and I, in the vision, I saw this person push out the way, like they pushed, they got pushed out the way, or they pushed somebody out the way, and I didn't let the vision, I knew I didn't let the vision finish, but I was excited, and I said, and the Lord, and I called the person's name, and I looked at the woman, and I called her son's name, and she, tears began to flow down her eyes, and the whole church was like, oh my God, and I said, and the Lord said, he ain't gonna die, and everybody in church was like, uh-uh, no, I'm looking like, and my, my staff and all the people would be like, yes, Lord. And I'm like, what's up? You know, why is everybody looking so stunned? I looked over at the pastor, pastor, like he dead. And I had to repent because the pushing I saw was him pushing somebody out the way and he got shot. But I didn't let it finish. Had I let it finish. And it taught me, number one, you can always learn. Number two, the severity of what we walk in is so crucial because we are literally holding people's lives in our hands and in our mouth. And you have to be very careful what you speak because that woman, that woman was looking for answers. And I had to publicly repent and say, I spoke too soon. And I finished giving her the whole thing. So they knew I was a real prophet because I gave the whole story. And there's no way I could have known it. And I said, what happened? And I said, I didn't finish. And I said, that's immaturity, which means I still can learn. And I apologize to the lady, but it humbled me like, okay, just because you're a prophet and you got word of knowledge and because you got the word of wisdom and gift of discernment and all of this stuff, you still can grow. And, and don't, don't think you can't humble yourself and learn. And it, it now, I am very cautious. And that happened like five, six years ago. And to this day, I am extremely, extremely cautious. I'm extremely cautious about what I say. In another instance, this is going to make you laugh though. I was preaching. This was last year. I preached for my pastor and I thought I preached, you know, well, I, you know, and people was emailing and texting my pastor like, oh my God. Dr. Val, I mean, hundreds of people was like, oh, Jesus, that works. So my pastor called me and he said, I'm going to give you compliments because your mentor going to tear you apart. And I was like, what? And so that Sunday after it aired, you know, she was like, um, let's, let's go have some lunch. And I said, all right. And she said, sit down. And she said, how you think you did? I said, well, the people were really blessed. You know, Pastor Nim's phone's getting blown up and everything. Da, 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 da. And she said, and, and she said, well, I'm glad. God bless them. She said, but I'm sick of you standing up telling us how smart you are. She said, you're educated, but I'm not delivered. She said, and you got to try to stop being all smart and sounding all educated. I don't care about your education. Get me to the altar. Get me delivered. She said, so as far as I'm concerned, you ain't did nothing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. She said, if you can't put yourself in the story, then you preaching a false, a false doctrine. And it, it, it brought me all the way. Because I had scenarios, numbers, you know, I had timelines, everything just mapped out. And it, it crushed all of my love. But those were the two. 
That is amazing. Wow. It's, it's amazing how God does that because he knows what areas that we need to be humbled in. Wow. Listen, I knew we was going to run out of time. We are nowhere near finish this interview. Oh my gosh. But Dr. Bob, you got to come back on our next episode so that we can finish this, this whole thing out because people are going to be, you have no idea. You didn't bless me within the past 14 minutes. And so I'm super, super excited. Listen, people of God, next week, tune back in. We're going to dig back into being a preacher, not just a preacher, but the female edition. Listen, you all know that I always say the only way the anointing can flow through you at its maximum potential is when you being you. So be you. Be the preacher God called you to be. I'll see y'all next week. Woo-woo!